When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Killstokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Before we hop in to today's topic, uh, I want to ask a favor from you guys. If you haven't done so already, please head over to iTunes and leave the podcast a rating and a review. If you're listening on a, another podcasting app or maybe on YouTube, do me a favor and just share this on social media. We are consistently ranked as one of the top podcast in the forex trading and investing categories and uh we're reaching a lot of people and doing a lot of good i can't tell you how many messages i get on a consistent basis on social media or through email of just people excited about the topics that we're covering people that are using this podcast to really make a a positive difference in their life so the more people we can reach the more people we can teach and the more value that we can provide to the world so leave me a rating and review that helps also share this that helps as well now in today's episode i want to talk a little bit about fixed and growth mindset and it comes from a conversation that we had in my live trading room um Today in a live room, I don't know how we got on the topic, but we're talking about different pattern formations and I was explaining that there are certain ones I like, there are certain ones I didn't like, here's why I traded these ones, here's why I don't trade these ones. And we really got to one that made me pause, right? And you know, we were going through say like butterflies, I don't like butterflies because of this, I don't like crabs because of that, I don't like sharks because it does this. And we got to the 5-0 pattern um, and I was like, I don't like 5-0s because, and I had to think about it for a minute. and. What I realized is that my opinion had changed and we're, we're going to pause that a little bit because it's we're going to put it back at the end. But this brought us to the topic or at least brought me to the topic of discussing with this uh, in front of you guys today, fixed versus growth mindset and really the difference between the two. And if this is new to you, this is a very important concept because this is how you this is a big part of personal development. This is how you grow as a, a human being. But. There are typically two types of mindsets, fixed mindset and a growth mindset, and they kind of sound exactly how they are. Um, I'll read a little bit of a snippet for you. According to researcher uh, Carol Dweck, there are two types of mindsets, uh, a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. In a fixed mindset, people believe their qualities are fixed traits and therefore cannot change. These people document their intelligence and talents rather than working to develop and improve them. They also believe that talent alone leads to success and that effort is not required. So you can dumb it down a little bit by, you know, I am who I am. Like I was born with this ability. I have it. I didn't have to work on it. I can do nothing to change it. Like I, I am the final answer. I was born who I am supposed to be. And there's, there's no changing that for better or for worse. Um, 
Alternatively, in a growth mindset, people have the underlying belief that their learning and their intelligence can grow with time and experience. Uh, when people believe they can get smarter, they realize that their effort has an effect on their success, so they put in extra time leading to higher achievement. Now, let me ask you guys this while I take a sip of my water. Which one of these sounds like the better mindset? Yeah, it, it's the growth mindset. And especially in the trading world, this is 100% true, right? I am a, a firm believer that trading is a skill, right? It, and it's a skill just like a skill in any other sport or any other kind of hobby or activity, right? The difference between trading as a skill and say um, a basketball player having a skill is that well, in a sport, in a professional sport, you're dealing with the best of the best, right? So you, you have to have everything line up in the right direction, right? I was a very skilled athlete. I was born with um, genetic qualities from my mom and my dad that, that made me a good athlete. So I, I had the skill that I worked on, or I had the skill that I had. I, ha I had the genetic skills, and I was still not at the upper echelon of what people do in my field. So athletics is a little bit different because... You can work as hard as you want on the skill and and still be held back kind of genetically. If you aren't a certain height, if you aren't a certain weight, if you, you can't bend a certain way. I was talking to one of our track and field athletes that um, quit the other day or quit last year. And unfortunately, her body just isn't meant to handle the sport. She gets injured far too easily and it's nothing, you know, nothing that strengthening can do. It's just her body type is just not meant to do it. Um, however, in trading, right, there's no kind of physical aspect. In my opinion, it's 100% skill-based or at least 99%. I guess you do have to have the, you have to be of a certain level of intelligence. You can't be dumb as a doorknob, I suppose. Um, although I would say if you're dumb as a doorknob and you're good with trading psychology, all you need to do is be taught a system and you can blindly follow it. In fact, <laughs> you know, you it, dumb as a doorknob traders actually probably have more success than the very intelligent ones to think about it. But that's a topic for another time. That is that is interesting. Um, but the fact is, right, you don't have to be genetically, you don't come out the womb destined to be a trader. It's something that you become. It's something that you develop. And that skill of trading grows over time. And I was looking back at the pattern formation. And again, um, I have a certain philosophy on the markets. I believe in certain things and I, I create my trading style and my trading strategies around that philosophy. So when I first got into advanced pattern formations, um, I was mainly a counter trend trader. I wasn't someone that looked to get onto the trade, the trend. I was looking to trade at support and resistance. I was looking to trade within consolidation, really kind of short and sweet type of moves, get in, get out, um, don't get burnt. Um, so I adapted to certain type of pattern formations that fit that. And, and those were the M and W shape patterns. So stuff like Gartley patterns and stuff like um, bat patterns and eventually even the cipher pattern. Cipher pattern was a little bit weird for me, but eventually I, I kind of understood its purpose and it did fit those requirements. But other pattern formations like sharks or crabs, they complete and, and even butterflies, they complete a little bit differently. And, and because they didn't meet my philosophy, I just never had interest in them. And, you know, I talk to a lot of people now and, and they assume because I don't trade these patterns that these patterns don't work. And that's not the case at all. Um, if they didn't work, I don't think anyone would be trading them. They just don't fit my philosophy. And again, part of becoming a consistently profitable trader is about 
um, understanding yourself under, you know, developing a philosophy in the market and then working your, your trading strategy around it. And when we got to the topic today of the 5-0 pattern, I know this is all audio, so you can't actually see what it looks like. But if you were to run a Google search real quick, um, you'll see that it, it's another pattern that does violate structure, kind of taking out of a, of a, of a counter trend sense. And then you're trading it in sort of a trend continuation way. And when we looked at it to, today, I looked at it in a different light, right? I paused. I was like, ah, I don't like butterflies. I don't like crabs. I don't like five... Hold up, let's let's draw this on again. As I was explaining to a trader, I was like, you know what? This can actually work a little bit with my philosophy. Hmm. Right? And it was kind of like an aha moment. And for a, a brief period of time, right, part of me wanted to be stubborn, right? Because I had this mindset that I don't trade these patterns at all. And, I, and I've had that mindset for the last 13 years or so, right? Um, and now, right, am I a hypocrite if I change my mind? That's what I was thinking. I, I always tell these traders, oh, I don't like this pattern. I don't like that pattern. But now I, I've all of a sudden changed my mind. And then I realized, well, that's okay. It's okay to change your mind. That's what we're supposed to do as traders. I actually put a quote up the other day. Give me a second if I can find it. While I'm looking for it, I'm going to shamelessly plug. If you guys follow me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, the Twitter, right? I do a quote of the day, um, essentially every day, just something to kind of keep me motivated. And um, earlier in the day, I put up a quote that said, uh, nope, that's not it. It said, anybody who's by Jeff Bezos, anybody who doesn't change their mind a lot is dramatically underestimating the complexity of the world we live in. And... What that quote means to me is that we should always be learning. We should always be evolving. We shouldn't be stuck in a set way of thinking. Now, yes, we have opinions, and some of those opinions may never change. But we should be open to not only understanding others' opinions, but open to changing our opinions in the world as the world changes. And at the time, I was highly against these type of patterns. Why? Because I only trade it in a specific type of way, and in that particular pattern formation did not meet my philosophy at the time. But 13 years is a long time that since I've been trading and I, I've evolved. I started off as just a pattern trader. I started off as just a Fibonacci trader. And you fast forward to me now, I'm a trend continuation trader. I'm a structured trader. I'm in a way kind of a breakout trader. I take a conservative breakout approach, but I've adapted more trend trading, classic trend trading styles to my trading strategies. And now that I've adapted and I've kind of grown up a lot as a trader, I noticed today that, hey, well, this pattern, this one that I did not like before, so I spent no time worrying about it, this actually kind of fits into something that I've been preaching a lot, really a first chance entry at the reversal of, uh, I guess, at the end of a previous trend and the beginning of a new trend. And... I haven't done any research on this yet. I told the traders that's the one downside of being a teacher. I barely, I'm so busy focused on everyone else's trading and, and, and helping the thousands of traders that we work with improve that I, I barely have time for myself. I typically have about three weeks at the end of December. Um, so I was, I was kidding. I said, uh, you know, I probably won't have time to test it, but it would be interesting. It would be interesting if I get time or if I create time to go back and test this strategy and what if it becomes let's you know what if it becomes something that 
ends up being a staple in my trading strategy? What if it becomes a, an aggressive entry technique or an aggressive tactic that I can use to involve myself in some very good trading opportunities? And five years down the road, this is one of my main ways to get involved in this kind of first strike uh, trend trade. Well, that never would have been possible if I had a fixed mindset, would it? If I were stuck in the ground or heels dug into the, into the sand, if I was stubborn to the T and, and, and simply said that what I've always believed is, what I'm, is the only thing I'm going to believe, I'm never going to look to improve, I'm going to stick with this because it worked. What I'm doing is I'm never giving myself the opportunity to improve. And from my personal experience in life and, and especially in the markets, if you're not improving, if you're not working in the right direction, you're going to get left behind. Markets change. I used to be under the mindset that if you do the same thing, it will work forever. Not the case. You need to be able to adjust. It may be small adjustments, but you need to be able to adjust. And this is a perfect example of having that growth mindset, being just willing to be open and consider ideas, even if it doesn't end up working. Just the fact that you consider it, that could be the next step in you finding your, your success as a trader or your next level as a trader. So I really think we should have that um, growth mindset. Now, real quick, I got traders uh, talking to me on the chat right now, so I want to get back to them. But um, in this article, I think she lays out 17 ways that you can help develop a growth mindset. So I want to run through them quickly. And first is acknowledge and embrace your weaknesses, right? Be vulnerable. Be vulnerable. The other day, I shared a, a podcast um, from my trading mentor, my good friend, Jason Stapleton, where he talked about how the best superheroes at first, many of these superheroes like Superman were indestructible and they couldn't really be relatable. No one really liked them. It wasn't until they made them kind of vulnerable that they had their own personal, you know, uh, flaws that people started liking. them. Weaknesses are OK. We all have them. That's what makes us human. We are all not great at something. Right. Especially for you guys that, that, that want to do this entrepreneur thing and, and be business owners, right? Guess what the number one rule of an entrepreneur is or that, that, I, that I was always taught, right? Hire people that are smarter than you. Hire people that are good at what you're not good at, right? If you're not good at a certain task that, that your business needs to succeed, hire someone that is. And you be the manager of that person, right? Embrace and acknowledge your weakness. Hey, man, I'm not good at this. You go right ahead. We do the same thing in the, in, the, in the tier one trading offices all the time, right? Especially with like marketing and Facebook ads and this and that, right? I know that stuff, but I don't really know that stuff to run it like a million dollar business. And, and that's what we need. So when Jason Greystone comes to me or when Darren or Charles comes to me or um, when uh, I forgot the guy's name that we're hiring to do it, when he comes to me and it's like, hey, no, just go. Whatever, whatever you think is best, go for it. That's my weakness. Go for it. Embrace your weakness. It's okay. Next is view challenges as opportunities. And, and that's kind of a mindset deal where it's like we always have two ways of viewing things. You guys have heard before uh, glass half full, glass half empty, right? There's two ways you can look at a challenge or an obstacle. You can look at it as something that's in your way and you'll never get past it and you're a loser and you'll never be good, right? Fixed mindset. Or you can look at it as an opportunity, right? If we go back to the weakness, right? So let's say I don't have the the... I'm not in a position right now to hire someone to do um, advertising and marketing for me, right? So should I just quit my business because, oh man, I know I need to do this for my business, but it's too hard, so I'll just quit and throw everything down the drain? 
No, look at it as an opportunity. Okay, I don't know this now, but I'm gonna make it a goal to learn this, right? And again, when we're talking about skills that have nothing to do with like genetics, all it is is time and effort that will allow you to learn something and become great at it. All it is is time and effort. So look at it as a challenge. Look at it as an opportunity. Hey, I have an opportunity to learn this side, right? When uh, this was the same thing we did, Darren's a great example of this. Uh, when he first built out, um, he built out a new website for us from scratch uh, when we were of trade and power. And it took him like a year to do so because he never knew how to do it. And, and he didn't know how to trade either, same thing. But he never knew how to build websites. And he just, it took him a year to kind of get it all together, right? And he conquered that challenge. Unfortunately, he conquered it right in time where the, the breakup happened. But when we decided to, to start tier one, I was going to call Darren. I said, hey, I don't know how to do websites. I'm going to start my own deal here. Uh, can you build a website for me? And eventually we ended up getting together and say, hey, let's all partner together, me, Darren, Jason uh, Greystone, and, and start tier one. Um, he was able to get a website up for us in a month. Why? Well, because he's gone through that process. He, he viewed something that he didn't know as a challenge. He learned it. He overcame that challenge. And now he has a skill that he can use for forever in the future. Next one is uh, know your learning style and use the right learning strategies. Again, you got to know how you learn. This is very important. Are you a verbal person? Uh, do you need you know, someone to say it to you? Are you a written person? Do you need to write everything down? Do you need to read it? Are you video, right? Are you podcast? Like know your learning style and put yourself in that position. I, I know that me personally, I am a written note type of person. So when I read something, I will not retain it unless I physically write it down. And I'm not talking like tablet notes or internet notes. I need to take a pen to a pad and write it down. Something about that brain to to arm, to arm, to paper, from paper, to eyes, from eyes back to brain, it, it gets me. But that's my learning style. Other people, you know, are different. Know your style. That, that's important. Uh, next is remember that the brain has the ability to change throughout life. We kind of talked about this already. We do a lot of work um, to just in general um, with uh, neuropathways in your brain, how you can you can actually, you know, physically make changes to your brain and, and, and how it works and how it thinks and how it feels takes time to do it, but it's just like any kind of, uh, like a muscle, you go to the weight room, you lift enough weights, your, your muscle's gonna get stronger, right? You keep doing the same thing, you're gonna increase that muscle mass. Brain is the same way, you can change the way you think and feel about things, it just takes time. Five is uh, prioritizing learning over seeking approval. She says that when you're more concerned about getting approval from people than learning about new things, you're giving up on your own potential to grow. Don't worry about what other people think, about you instead focus on bettering yourself and uh, this is true um, a lot of people want approval for the ego and, and a great example of uh, typically an action if you are learning is what asking questions right if you want to learn something if you don't know something you ask the question and then you know it but when people need to seek approval when they're worried about what other people think of them they're often afraid to ask that question because they don't want to be judged. They don't want, oh, this is a dumb question. I don't want to ask it and have everyone else think I'm dumb. I don't want my coach thinking I'm dumb. Well, what's the point? What matters most? Do you worry about what people think of you or do you worry about getting the answer, right? I was that person that always asked a dumb question because I didn't really care what people thought about me. I just wanted the answer. So if I didn't know something, I asked it. And if it was a stupid question, it was a stupid question. Either way, I got the answer. So I got what I was, <laughs> I got what I came for. Um, but many people especially in these days of social media we're all about the likes and whatnot we're very fragile and sensitive to what others think number six focus on the process instead of the end result process over outcome i don't think we need to 
go any deeper into this. This is my core philosophy in life, our core philosophy over at Tier 1 Trading. Um, seven is cultivate a sense of purpose. Um, have long-term goals that are more purposeful than just selfish needs. Right? Why are you doing what you're doing? Are you doing it to help someone? Or are you doing it just for your own personal bank account? Right? When you have a sense of purpose, it's funny, um, it's like an extra motivating factor for you to do more, right? I, I, I wake up and, and I coach traders, right? I don't always feel like being in the market. I don't always feel like waking up, right? But there's something about knowing that I am helping someone today, right? That gets me fired up. Um, I'm also a track coach. I was at a track practice the other day for five hours, one o'clock six, till six o'clock or seven o'clock, six hours, excuse me. Student athletes have these weird schedules where they got to go to class and whatnot before they work out. So I had class schedules. And I said, hey, we're going to get you in whenever we can get you in. So I had people spread out throughout the day. Do I necessarily want to be there for seven hours a day? No. But that sense of purpose, I am helping someone improve. I am going above and beyond to help someone else. That's what motivates me to do it. And it motivates me to get better as a trading coach and a track coach and just a person, even like a father, stuff like that. Eight, choosing to learn well over learning fast. That's self-explanatory. Take your time. In my experience, the fastest, uh, when you try to learn fast, it takes longer because simply you have to go back and learn it again and again and again. Either you don't retain anything or you approach it with the wrong mindset. Either way, you have to start over. So you might as well just do it correctly the first time through. Take your time and you'll actually save yourself time on the back end. Uh, number nine, reward efforts and actions, not traits. So it says, let other people know when they're doing something creative or especially smart rather than just telling them they are smart in general. This helps people strive to continue to do smart things rather than make them feel like they have already accomplished the end goal of being smart. Yeah, our reward effort. Doesn't necessarily, again, process over outcome. Re reward the right process, not necessarily the outcome. Um, we'll, we'll hand out, we'll go through the rest of these a little bit quickly. Uh, learn to give and receive constructive criticism. That's good. Uh, need for improvement does not mean failure. Just because you need to improve in one area doesn't mean you have failed, right? That's a big thing, right? Just because, you know, I think people are really quick to call themselves a failure because you have to get better doesn't necessarily mean you're bad, right? I think we're all striving to get better. So, you know, but you could be really, really good and still need to get better, right? LeBron James, the best basketball player in the world, right? He needs to get better. I think we can all agree he's really, really good. Lionel Messi, right? He could get better. There's something he can get better at. But let's not lie. He's really, really, really good, right? He's not a failure by any means. Right? I was talking to another guy on Instagram about, about Kristen Pulisic, uh, our American guy playing for Chelsea. And it was the same thing. He was talking about how there's these big expectations, and if he doesn't do it, he's a, he's you know he doesn't meet these expectations. He's failed. I'm like he's, he hasn't failed. Like he has to get a lot better, but it doesn't mean he failed. It's, it just means that he's not as good as he could be in the future. But by no means is it a failure if he doesn't have a successful season, right? It's a success already to be playing professional soccer. It's a success already to be playing in the Premier League. It's a success already to be playing for a team like Chelsea, although they're struggling this year, right? It's not a failure. But he could get better. 
Number 12 is reflect on your learning every day. Simple review, right? help retain your knowledge. 13 is learn from mistakes from others. Again, these are kind of self-explanatory. Use others to uh, learn from. This is kind of the cool thing about Jason Grayson and myself as trading mentors. Something that makes us so good at trading mentors is because we were bad. Oh boy, we were bad, right? But by being bad, we made a lot of mistakes. And by making a lot of mistakes, we can now teach others what not to do. Um, now, it's your choice whether you want to listen to us or not. Of course, you're going to make some of the same mistakes. Of course, you're going to make some of your own mistakes. But if you watch people and listen to people that have done it already, right, they have a roadmap to success. There may be other obstacles on that roadmap, but at least you know what direction to go and you know what is going to be in your way. And that's massive, right? Everybody that has become successful, right? No, no one has become successful on their own right. We've all had someone or something to aid them. 15, we're gonna, uh, 14, uh, think of learning as brain training. Uh, 15, cultivate grit. I like grit. Gritty, right? Perseverance, kind of that attitude like I'm going to make it no matter what. I don't care what anyone says. This is uh, really big in, in, in trading. Anyone that wants to be an entrepreneur because typically 90% of people are going to be naysayers are you really want to do that are you sure isn't that hard isn't that gambling right have some type of grit right some type of attitude like i'm going to prove them wrong right I, I i use that all the time external motivation i have a list of people that told me i was never going to make it and i write my i write those names down on that list and i say i'm going to prove you wrong no i don't i don't call them or email them or anything like that but it's 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 motivating i got a great story about one of the first jobs uh Really, the only job I ever got fired from, I was um, I was working in the fitness center, and I got fired at like four o'clock in the morning after coming uh, back from a twelve-hour bus ride. Right, I was on a I was down in South Carolina uh, for a spring break trip. We drove twelve hours back, got home maybe like one o'clock in the morning, had to go back or had to go to work four o'clock in the morning or really five o'clock, but it was snowing, so I had to get there at four and shovel everything to open it up. And I did all that stuff just to realize that I had been fired. Right. <laughs> and I was really mad about getting fired. It wasn't you know, didn't really care that much. I was mad that I had to wake up four o'clock and shovel snow for an hour to open up the place just to learn that I was fired. But something I did after that, um, I got fired for BS reasons. It, they said because I wasn't wearing my uniform, but it was really because I had a difference of opinion with um, how we should be paid. I, they wanted us to sell these memberships, these annual memberships. Um, so I'd come in and I'd sell them out. And you guys know me from trading. I'm not a hard salesman. I'm not your Grant Cardone, right? I'm not going to shove something down your throat. I'm going to tell you the opportunity. Hey, we have this annual membership if you're interested. And if you don't want it, I'm not going to press you on it. That's just not my style. I don't believe in that type of sales style. Um, but they wanted me to. And I said, basically, hey, you know what? I would be more motivated to sell these annual memberships if there were some type of commission. I said this to a janitor who I know stitched on me to this day. I said, if there, if there were some type of commission, I'd be more motivated to sell these annual memberships. And he's like, well, why? Does it make sense? I said, well, of course it does, right? He said, well, he said, if I sell one annual membership a month, how much do I get paid? And it's whatever my normal weekly rate is. Okay. If I sell 100 annual memberships a month, how much do I get paid? It's my normal weekly rate. So why would I put forth any more effort to uh, <laughs> to sell these annual memberships, especially going against something that I believe in is like a, a hard salesman, if there's no monetary benefit? And he was on his whole thing like, you should have pride in the company. You should want it. And I'm like, yeah, look, man, 
I don't know about that. I, I don't have any personal pride in working here. I like the place, um, but I'm not like, you know, yeah, Planet Fitness, woo, right? I, no. Um, so I'm pretty sure he went back to his boss and told him they didn't like it and they fired me. But I made it a goal. I said, you know what? Here's my goal. I'm going to become a success. This is back when I first graduated college, so before I started trading in grad school. I guess I was learning how to trade because I was reading books um, during my breaks. And I said, when I graduate college, I'm going to, or I'm, when I um, become successful, I'm going to buy this place. I'm going to be the owner. I'm going to fire the man that fired me. And then I'm going to have a second thought. I'm going to rehire him. And then I'm going to fire him again. Give him a little bit of hope and fire him again, right? I'm going to let him fall down the mountain, reach a hand down like I, like I, I got you, man. And then let him fall, right? And I know that's kind of mean, but again, that's, you know, that's the grittiness in me. That motivated me to become successful. Is it the right way? The right way for me, right? It got me waking up in the morning studying books. It gave me a little fire. So it worked for me. But that's the type of grit. You know, have a, have a chip on your shoulder. Have something. Number 16, never stop learning. Set a new goal for everyone uh, you've accomplished, right? Always setting new goals. Kaizen philosophy, small daily improvements. Number 17, remember that it takes time to learn. Again, learning is a process. Um, I had a great conversation with uh, one of our traders, Taylor, the other day where he's just in a position where he's learning and everything stinks and he's he's poor and he's bleeding money because he's investing all of his time, energy and effort into trading. And he's understanding that this is just this is just the crap. I got to I got to swim through the crap to get to the glory. And that's 100 percent true. So hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. As always, again, uh, leave me a rating or a review on iTunes. If you're listening to this on uh, on YouTube, perhaps hit that like button, give it a share. And until next time, plan your trade, trade your plan. Remember, if you're interested in joining us over at Tier 1 Trading, we do have some free webinars. Um, we also have a 14-day trial where you can get on the platform, start taking in some cool content, uh, talk to a group of, a phenomenal group of experienced and newer traders, um, and, and really take 14 days to learn not only what you need to do to become a consistently profitable trader, but actually start taking the steps in doing so.